You're tuned into America's Positive Radio Talk Show. David Essel alive, rocking across the USA. As a matter of fact, rocking across the world as we bring you ideas and thoughts and how to bring your life to the next level with your energy, relationships, your spiritual path, money, career, you name it. We are here for you. Every Saturday, broadcasting live out of Studio E in Los Angeles, California, we welcome you aboard XM Satellite Radio 168 and the 12 million XM subscribers. Also, for everyone listening to us via the Internet at TalkDavid.com, welcome aboard. Proud to be part of the premier radio network, 1-800-548-8255. Pure positive talk, 1-800-548-8255. Coming up in a couple minutes, we've got... Dr. Stephen Crane coming back to us again and visiting with us. He's a psychotherapist, co-founder of Pondera Pharmaceuticals. And we're going to be talking about the supplement called Endorphinate and how thousands of people around the USA are seeing radical life change with addiction, stress, chronic illness, through this adaptogen supplement, which we're going to talk to Dr. Crane in a minute about what that exactly means. So we're excited to have him back. Uh, email us, talkdavid.com, anytime during the show. And I want to get to this really quick. I'm a 40-year-old male. I really want to go back to school for my doctoral degree. As a matter of fact, Dr. Crane is a psychotherapist, so he, he'll have something interesting to say about this, I'm sure, and then become a therapist. My family thinks I'm nuts, as <laughs> it will take six years part-time and a lot of money, and I still have to work 40 hours a week. Any advice? Absolutely, I have the answer for you. I'm so glad that you contacted me. Go for it. Oh, my God. If you have the desire, if you have the passion, and you're 40 years old, and let's say that everything works out perfectly, and at 46, you're a psychotherapist doing what you're put on this earth to do, how could you say no, right? And your family is right. You're nuts. But that's awesome. It's a good kind of nuts. It means that you're not following the crowd, that you're not worried about other people's opinions. It means that you're following your own drum. We love it. And most people that take those risks and borrow the money and go back to school and it's a long time. Most of those people that do it, they find immense benefits outside of the end result of getting the degree. You can always drop out. If it doesn't work, you can always drop out, but you can't live with regrets. And you know, if you're you're sitting here trying to make this decision right now and then all of a sudden six years go by and you don't go back to school and you're sitting there going, oh my Lord, six years ago I could have, that's insane. Live with no regrets. one 800 Five four eight eight two five five. Bringing him back again with us here. Looking forward to talking with Dr. Stephen Crane. Thirty-two years a psychotherapist, co-founder of Pondera Pharmaceuticals. Talking about a supplement called Endorphinate, an adaptogen. Dr. Crane, welcome back to the show. Well, thank you, David. I'm glad to be here. Yeah, tell us what an adaptogen is. What what does that word mean when we're talking about a supplement that is an adaptogen? Yeah, essentially, there's now overwhelming evidence that exists that most psychological problems uh, stem from neural imbalances in the emotion centers of the brain, which trigger dysfunctional reactions to stress. Well, our nutraceutical supplement, Endorphinate, is essentially the only product available that reduces these primitive emotional reactions while simultaneously enhancing higher cortical functioning and overall energy. In this way, we are able to adapt to all stresses that come our way, whether it's a small little irritation from a spouse or whether it's the loss of a job or collapse of the stock market, whatever it may be. 
we're able to more naturally guide our lives by our reasoned decisions rather than impulsive, often fight-flight kind of emotional reactions to these stresses. And, and because you've been doing work for 32 years in the area of psychotherapy, dealing with people's emotions, it must be pretty exciting to you to see that along with whatever techniques you use to help people heal, that we have another tool. It's got to be pretty fun, isn't it? Well, it, it's been actually very exciting. I mean, it's probably one of the biggest pivotal events in my life. Just because, as you say, I've been doing therapy with individuals and couples for you know, well over 30 years, and... What I often find is that no matter how much we were able to you know, deal with a different way of looking at life, finding their path on life, as you describe it, or as we use psychiatric medications that are available, we've never been able to really find anything that helps a lot of people deal with the, their kind of reactivity, their, their you know, emotional uh, anxieties and stresses that, that occur. Uh, that just, it really seemed it was you know, based in the brain, that was some kind of reaction that the brain was having uh, that we just couldn't stop. We can cope with it, but we couldn't stop it. And so what was exciting with endorphinate is that really through a very natural process, people were able to actually just feel normal again. It's like, it's like be, uh, if we discovered glasses for the first time. You know, right. People might be able to squint and see things, uh, but you know, there's a psychotherapist being able to hand somebody glasses and say, you can see things clearly. You can make better decisions. You can... Uh, not just react impulsively to them. Yes, it, it really changed my whole practice. I want to go through some of the some of the clients here, Doctor Crane, that you had shared with me. Um, we're going to start with Lori Elementary. Now, this is this is really a massive one. Um, a, a, an elementary school teacher, late forties, immense mood swings, severe drinking problem. Uh, her, her children kicked her out, basically, of their lives. Right. Tell us about, I mean, the turnaround is almost, it almost seems too good to be true. To go from immense mood swings, a severe drinking problem, she lost her job. That's something else I didn't mention. Her kids say, we don't want anything to do with you. And then what happened? Yeah, essentially, just to clarify, everything you're saying is exactly right. Although she didn't actually lose her job at that time. She was put on leave. Uh, with a lot of legal challenges to try to get her job back, uh, mm. but she hadn't quite lost it yet. So when she okay. started, then endorphinate. I mean, all those things happened. And basically, about a year ago, she started taking endorphinate. You know, she had been in treatment, she had been in therapy, she had been on various psychiatric medications. Uh, nothing really seemed to help. A year ago, she started endorphinate. Within a few days, she was literally able to stop drinking for the first time in decades. And hmm. she's actually been completely abstinent ever since for this past year. So that's one striking thing that's really changed. That's massive. Yeah, that's and massive. That's massive alone. Now, yeah. beyond that, you know, her, you, you could see that her reaction to anything, you know, someone looked at her cross-eyed, somebody, you know, challenged her, something, you know, uh, like stresses like the, the children who just didn't respond to her, an email or a text from her, she would fly off the handle, become enraged. Now, on endorphinate, she suddenly calmed down. She could begin to think through why the children, because of her behavior toward them, might have not responded to her. She could <laughs> right, actually think about right. that instead of just yeah. being hysterical and, and angry again, all over again, and, and then screaming at them and then wonders why they don't respond to her. Right. So she became, you know, she was able to regulate her emotions uh, in these situations. She used then her you know, new ability to think through problems to actually 
legally go through the process of getting her job back as a teacher. And she's now extremely well-respected in the school and the community. I've seen letters of accommodation for her uh, ever mm. since this is, you know, being on endorphinate. She also had a boyfriend at the time when she started endorphinate, but they were in a chaos. It was just a repetition of the marriage that she had been uh, where she continued to, to drink and be furious at him, and he was at the brink of ending the relationship, too. That he was one of the ones who encouraged her to, to start the endorphinate. And since then, for this past year, they developed such a healthy, mature, and loving relationship and she, that they actually got married recently. And... Mm. Uh, and she's now in the process of restoring relationships with her estranged children. And uh, she's on fire for endorphinates. <laughs> she is yeah, I can imagine. Now, <laughs> now how, does this, how does this supplement, how does it affect the craving for alcohol? Can you explain that? Right, right. Essentially, it affects it in several different ways. You know, one major thing is that people search for alcohol because they're in distress, because they feel... Uh, you know, uncomfortable, they feel unhappy, they feel uh, uh, very nervous, and they, they use it to self-medicate. That's typically what they're doing. And right. with endorphinate, by calming down those centers of the brain, the limbic system, that triggers these kind of emotional distress reactions, people are generally feeling calm. They're getting the experience of what you have when you you know, to, you know, having an endorphin mm. high, essentially, but most right. of the time. And therefore, not only are they not feeling that agitation that requires them to self-medicate, but they also just have a better feeling that they would have with alcohol. Now, one thing I want to tell you, because I think it's true for alcohol, it's true for Valium, Xanax, all these things, is that what people are doing is trying to shut down their brain. You know, they're basically mm-hmm. agitated, and they're taking something, you know, whether it's a tranquilizer or alcohol or, or even marijuana sometimes, you know, other drugs to kind of shut down the brain. The problem with that is that it shuts down the whole brain, and so people become stupid. They become fuzzy thinking, they, and, you know, and, and, and it just doesn't you know, Wait, wait, do, wait, Stephen, professionally speaking, they become stupid. Right, exactly. That, that, that's a clinical diagnosis, you know. Yeah, that's but, right. But, but, but what's, nice, what's wonderful about the endorphin is we're selectively decreasing that emotional limbic system brain response but at the same time, we're actually stimulating higher cortical functioning. And so instead of just shutting down the whole brain, we're helping people feel better so they actually feel good. They don't, who needs alcohol? Alcohol would just be a, a, an inhibitor, and it would just depress them. And most people, once they're on endorphin, they find that alcohol just doesn't do anything for them. Or if anything, it just makes them feel fuzzy in their head. Right. Right. We're, we're talking with Dr. Stephen Crane. Hang right in there, Dr. Crane. We're going to go to a quick break and come back. If you want more information on endorphinate, the product that we're talking about, and the, the, the responses are really quite amazing, go to PonderaPharma.com, PonderaPharma, P-H-A-R-M-A.com, and there's different forms of this uh, product. There's some for pain. There's some that you could use for sleep. And then there's others for, for the, the relaxation plus energy at the same time. Endorphinate is the name of the, the program or the product. And when we come back, we're going to go to the other end of the spectrum and talk about a 13-year-old boy with severe emotional issues. A 13-year-old boy and what happened with him when he went on this program as well. one 800 548 
David Essel in the box with you every Saturday, 6 to 9 Eastern, 3 to 6 Pacific. If you need more information on Dr. Stephen Crane, go to our website, talkdavid.com. We have all the guests up, talkdavid.com. You could click on the link right there and find out more about his site. 800-548-8255. I am David Essel. Stay right there. You're tuned into America's Positive Radio talk show, celebrating 22 years on the air. David Essel alive. David Essel in the box with you. 800-548-8255. XM Satellite Radio 168. Streaming worldwide for your friends that may not have XM yet at talkdavid.com. It's all about pure, positive my guest, Dr. Stephen Crane, psychotherapist for 32 years, one of the founding uh, members of the organization Pondera Pharma, which created the supplement we're talking about today, Endorphinate, and how it changes emotional responses to stress amongst many of the people that are taking that right now. Dr. Crane, I want to go to this 13-year-old kid, Garrett. Um, severe emotional issues at school, unable to cooperate, parents listening, a lot of things that 13-year-olds go through, but it was a little bit more severe than that, isn't it? Right. No, Garrett was much, much, much more severe than most children to the point that his emotional and behavioral dysregulation, his impulsivity, his inability to communicate and cooperate with teachers, parents, and peers – led him to be unable to be in schools. I mean, they tried him in different schools, public schools, private schools, uh, and they just each time they, it was just hopeless. He could not sustain the ability to stay in, in, in groups, especially with the peers. He would just be in conflict with them. And so he was basically homeschooled for much of his life uh, by parents, by private tutors. And the problem with that is that by being home all the time with the parents, uh, since he was not very responsive, he's a loving child. I mean, like one of his biggest problems is he loves to hug people, but he just wouldn't okay. stop, and so he'd hold on to you. And, uh, okay. you know, and so uh, basically uh, it created a lot of conflicts within the family. So uh, at school or at home, you know, it was a mess. Basically, uh, they tried him on various medications, Ritalin, and various kinds of therapy. The family had been in therapy. Nothing was helping. He'd been on various supplements. And then finally last summer, uh, this past summer, he began to take endorphinate. Uh, he doesn't even take pills, so they had to mix it up in a juice drink, and it's, it's encouraging us to make a liquid form of this because uh, it's a complicated process for them to have to put it in his juice, but they do. He takes it in his juice. And his life, as well as his family, have been transformed ever since. He's been able to remain calm, regulate his own emotions, behaviors, and he literally listens to the feedback from others. He's able to concentrate on his studies. Examining his writing is kind of a very dramatic illustration of this, and I've seen this in other kids on endorphinate, where you know the page is just scrambling all over the place, and they just can't keep organized. Whereas you actually, you know, within the half an hour of taking endorphinate, you suddenly see his writing is clear, it's organized. You can actually see how he solves the problems, let's say math problems. And so it's actually just a very good document for how to see the change here. As a result, yeah. though, the most exciting thing that I've been very pleased about is that for the first time now, he started this summer 
this fall, he's been able to enter school. And so he's actually in school regularly, successful in his studies, relating well to his teacher and his peers. His family, it's just remarkable, because they've been in years of conflict, and you think, what a a dysfunctional family. But actually, you know, uh, it was a response to this very dysregulated child. And once Mm. he was regulated... Uh, the family is in much greater harmony. They're more loving, calm. His brother is in paradise. Uh, right. He's always in conflict with them. And, and one of the cute things about this is, again, what happens with somebody like this is they become passionate about, about the endorphinate. So he is, and he wants to, he's, he's always talking about, wants to star in a series of commercials in which he plays <laughs> the endorphinator. You know, the great on on the Terminator and people who are aggressive and, and just calm them down. <laughs> He's in, uh, and I hope someday we'll be able to put him in a commercial because he would love to do that. That's that's great. Um, if you want more information on this product that we're talking about, Endorphinate, just visit PonderaPharma.com, PonderaPharma.com. We have about a minute left. Dr. Crane, can you leave us just with some some thoughts that our listeners could take advantage of in regards to life change and walking away from the stressors and just living healthier? Well, the, the, the biggest thing I think of is that we live in a world where our, we could either respond in a reactive way to stresses, get very, uh, you know, what I call the fight-flight response. We can become angry, aggressive, or fearful and withdraw, which is the primitive part of the brain that we're, we're you know, genetically wired to do. Or we can use our higher cortical functioning to actually think about problems, use our values and beliefs, uh, and, and be able to really think through how to solve things. Because in, in life, and I think you know this, David, quite well, all life challenges are simply you know, things that we can actually learn and grow from. And if people can get a hold of that rather than seeing the world as an enemy or, you know, why did God do this to me? It's a horrible nightmare. Right. They can use these stresses as challenges to learn life lessons. And the good thing is that, I mean, many people can do that, certainly without endorphinate, but, you know, the magic of endorphinate is that it really helps us all do that just so much better. More information on Dr. Stephen Crane and this supplement, Pondera Pharma. Dot com, PonderaPharma.com. Always wonderful to have you back here, Dr. Crane. We'll look forward to doing it again with more success stories. They are really quite powerful. Sounds great. I had, a, had a lot of fun here, David. Thanks so much. Me too. Thank you. Yeah. Bye-bye. 1-800-548-8255. David Essel Alive. For more information on the guests we have coming up and everything that we do here on the show, go to TalkDavid.com, TalkDavid.com. And I want to follow up something. We're going we're, we're gonna to go to a break in a second, but I want to follow up something Dr. Crane said. At any given time in life, we can start to turn our life around. At any given time. You know, it, it does take hope. It does take faith. But it takes much more than that. It takes a desire to live life differently than we are right now, which often means asking for help, seeking out answers, and getting uncomfortable. Our changes in life, from our physical health to sobriety to making more money to regaining love, does not happen by doing what we are doing right now. We've got to have a radical change to get a radical different end result, right? But the good news is, is at any given time, you can make the decision. Maybe it's today. Let's make it today. Today is the day that you start living life differently. If I can help you, call us, 800-548-8255. Email us at talkdavid.com. Text us at 941-266-7676. I'm in your corner. I'm David Essel. Stay there.
You're tuned in to David Essel Live, America's positive radio show, pure positive energy. That's all we're giving out here for three solid rocking hours every Saturday, 6 to 9 Eastern, 3 to 6 Pacific. Thank you and welcome aboard. Thank you for taking the time out of your day. 1-800-548-8255 in a second. We're going to answer. I'm going to get you involved. As a matter of fact, I want to get some XM people involved and give me your thoughts on this. When is settling in love okay? I'm going to read this scenario of a woman. Uh, who thinks she's settling in love and going to actually marry by settling. And she's at a crossroads. Have you settled in love in the past? Have you ever resurrected it? Like, did you ever go, oh, okay, I guess I'll just stay. But then did you ever make it good, make it hot, make it rocking? Or did it stay boring? Or did you end up divorcing because you ended up settling? Would you settle again? We're going to help this person out. one 800 Five four eight eight two five five. I'm going to give you all the ways to get a hold of us. If you want to email us, email us at talkdavid.com. All of our shows are on iTunes. So if you miss or you want to listen again to one of our awesome guests, go to iTunes uh, slash David Essel Alive. All the shows are are archived. Uh, iTunes slash David Essel. iTunes.com, of course, slash David Essel Alive. Text us during the show at 941 266 76 Seven six simple number number to remember. Text us during the show nine four one two six six seven six seven six. And if you want to become a part of our text club, which means that once you do, you can listen to our show right now live on your smartphone, iPhone, Android. Join the DEA, the David Essel Live VIP Texting Club. Type in the number six nine three zero two six nine three zero two. Then in the message, Talk David, just type in the word Talk David, all one word, all lowercase, hit send. You are automatically going to be connected. You can listen to our show anywhere that you are on your smartphone, iPhone. Type in the number, once again, 69302. The message, Talk David, all one word, all lowercase, then hit send, and bingo. You're part of the David Essel Live texting club. Okay, check this out, and get ready to call. I want to get your feedback on this, one 800 Five four eight, eight two five five. So the question: When is settling in love okay? Uh, I've listened to you for many years. I'm too shy to call. I've been with a man for five years who loves me, takes care of me, and recently proposed marriage. I feel for the last four years I've settled. I'm comfortable. I love him, but I have reservations of how deeply. My family and friends love him. He's financially well off. I'd never have to work again. He's a man of great faith. All sounds good, but the spark for me is missing. Do I settle for the good things he brings, even though the spark of love, which I assume all marriages should be about, is not there? (laughs) Whoa, right? Have you been there? What would you tell this this woman? What would you tell this woman to do? 1-800-548-548. 8255. Have you been in that situation? Would you settle? Would you, if, if your life was going to be comfortable and you were with someone who you loved but not all that deeply, the spark isn't there, the deep love isn't there, would you settle? You could be comfortable taking care of, but would you settle? Have you settled in the past? Would you do it again? Would you, would you tell this woman? That even though you've been together for five years, if it's not there, listen, after five years, if it's not there, would you advise her to go ahead and to move forward, to be comfortable, to be taken care of? 
What would you do in this circumstance? He brings great stuff, it sounds like, but after five years, there's no spark. Would you just hope that it would come together? And it's a difficult poll, isn't it? The family loves the guy, and yet she's questioning this whole thing about, I don't know if there's enough there. 1-800-548-8255 or text us at 941-266-7676. What would you do? 941-266-7676 is our text. 1-800-548-8255. Here's a text that just came in and said, there's no way to settle in something as crucial as marriage. That's why we have a 50% divorce rate. Okay? Valid point. Valid point. 1-800-548-8255. Are we settling? Would you settle? Should she settle? Is the question. You know, 1-800-548-8255. When is settling in love okay? Isn't it true that a lot of times we think, well, maybe it's, you know, after the marriage and after we get settled down that everything will be really great? 1-800-548-8255. Do you ever settle in love? Her partner is a man of great faith. He can take care of her financially. She'll never have to work again. Do you ever settle in love? Let's. All right, I love it. We've got New England. Chuck, you're on with David Essel. Hey, Dave, long time. How you been? Hey, man, it's good to hear your voice. What are your thoughts on this, Chuck? Well, okay, so I'm going to play psychiatrist truck driver. All right, but, you know, this is a, a rather fake um, situation. So she's been with him for five years. He's financially well off. Everybody loves him. And she's questioning the love that she has for him. Okay, so what she needs to do, in my eyes, is there's a few questions that have to be asked. What is her definition of this deep love? Is it one of those, like, Twilight movie loves that she, you know, is is thinking it should be and it's not? Is it the kind of love that she experienced when she was younger, like her first love? You know, what, what kind of a love is it? that she is looking for, you know, that's the main question. And if she is skewing this definition of love towards one of these outside, outside things, okay, then, you know, it's, it's kind of, you know, destroying her definition there. Okay. So this person, you know, I, I don't doubt she's a good person, but what you need to do is you need to ask yourself, why did I fall in love with him in the first place? What did he do that made me fall in love? When he proposed, what made me say yes? And through the five years, what has made me love him for all of these five years? And well, Chuck, she is- didn't. Chuck, she she hasn't said yes yet. He's proposed, oh. but she she hasn't oh. given him an answer. Yeah. Oh, I thought they were married for five years. Um, okay. So then it goes back to the first part. She needs to figure out what this love that she's feeling for him really is. I mean... Right, right. You know... Yeah, because, Chuck, you know what? And and here's the thing I think it's so important that you're bringing up this point. There are many different levels and forms and types of love, but not all love is marriage love. Yes. It's that true, deep-down love that constitutes a marriage. But it's, you know, God, talking about love is like 
talking about pizza, there's so many different varieties. Here. <laughs> <laughs> Man, <laughs> there is there that's, is a, that's a interesting. Kind of that goes along with marriage that drives the individual to stay with that person. I'll love you when your nose is all runny and boogery. I'll love you when, right. you know, I get up in the morning and your face is squished in the pillow and it doesn't look very pretty. You know, right. I'll love you when you come home from work and you're just, you know, a jerk to me. You know, yeah. that is the kind of love that, that constitutes a marriage, but it, it's also over time. The question of whether or not this is a marriage love that I think she needs to ask is, is he the kind of person that you will be willing to go through all of life's ups and downs together with, meaning his problems, your problems, you put them all out on the table, you share them, it's sharing each other's lives equally. That's what it is, and willing to grow with each other and understanding that events and time will change people because you're not the same person that you were when you were 18. You're not the same person that you were when you're 25. And when you turn 30, you look back when you're 18, and you say, wow, I was stupid. You're going to change over time. Well, and I wouldn't doubt, Chuck, I wouldn't doubt that, you know, part of the questioning that's going on with her is that she's looking at maybe what she felt five years ago, and it probably has altered over the last five years. And she yeah. says there's a, there's a sense of love there, but she's questioning if it's deep enough to go ahead and accept a proposal. Well, that's a question that only she can answer for herself. Mm-hmm. But marriage is a lifetime commitment. I don't care about annulment yeah. or divorce or whatever. It, marriage is, I'm going to spend the rest of my life with this person. I am committing my life to this person you know, for the relationship. It is a two-way street. It's not a one-way street. You know, if, if she loves this guy and if he loves her, then I would say yes, but understand that it, it is a growing experience. You both have to work at it. And if, if, if the love that you felt when you first met him is different now, then that's the question that she has to ask herself. Is this the, the kind of love that I want to experience? Right. You know, that, that, yeah, that could, that could sustain the marriage. Absolutely. Chuck, yeah. thank you so much for the call, my man. Yeah, take care. I'll talk to you again. Good, good. One eight hundred five. What's your thoughts on this? What's your thoughts on this? One eight hundred five four eight eight two five five. Another text just came in. Uh, complacency. Now I love this. Complacency is not an option in marriage. Misery and deception will follow. Listen to this. One eight hundred. Give me your thoughts on this. One eight hundred five four eight eight two five five. Would you encourage a woman who's questioning? This amount of love she has to go forward and accept the proposal while her family and friends see this guy is perfect for her. If she doesn't have that spark, that deep spark after five years, would you say yes because of the potential of this man? Or do you not marry the potential of a relationship, right? It's there or it's not. After five years, shouldn't we know without any question? Wouldn't you think after five years, that you would know without a doubt if this was a person to marry? Am I wrong here? Am I am I shooting from the wrong hip? Like, my perception is if you've dated someone for five years and you're not excited to marry them, wouldn't you say that's a sign to not marry them? Do you agree with me? 1-800-548-8255. 
One, what do you think? I, you know, I would really question if I'm with someone for five years and they propose to me and I go, I'm not quite sure. I think I already know the answer. Wouldn't you agree? Or do you disagree with me? 1-800-548-8255 or text us. Here's another. T- so I want to go back to this one text before I go on to the rest of, of the ones you're sending in, gang. Complacency is not an option in marriage. Misery and deception will follow. I love that. That's freaking awesome. Another text, um, take time off. Think. Work with a professional to get clear on your decision. Another one, I would even go as far as to say to separate if you're unsure. Take a big breath. Make the right move for you. 1-800-548-8255. Would you settle in love? If someone had all of these characteristics that everyone else was saying was so good and so great, but if you didn't feel it, would you settle in love and marry someone? 800-548-8255. I love that text we got earlier about this is the reason why a 50% divorce rate is because people make decisions like this about marriage, right? Right after these messages, we'll continue. Continue to text us 941 941- Two six six seven six seven six. Our text nine four one two six six seven six seven six. You know what's so funny? I'm laughing about this text stuff. We get tons of texts during the show, which I love to get, right? But I do not text at all. <laughs> never have, probably never will. But I love receiving your texts and sharing them on the air, or call us and talk to me one on one. This whole thing with love, this is serious stuff. Marriage is serious stuff. I actually think it's kind of cool that this woman is on the fence, not sure what to do. Because if I'm in her situation, I ain't doing it. Do you agree with me? 1-800-548-8255. I'm David Essel. More information, talkdavid.com. Stay right there. Yes, she tell you she's an orphan After you meet her family Broadcasting live on a studio in Los Angeles, California, every Saturday, 6 to 9 Eastern, 3 to 6 Pacific, XM Satellite Radio, 168, streaming worldwide at talkdavid.com. David Essel in the box with you right here, 1-800-548-8255. Okay, (laughs) wow, it's a hot topic. Uh, This settling for love, a woman with a guy for five years, he proposed, she hasn't given him an answer, she's questioning her love, even though he could make her life very comfortable Financially, a man of great faith, his family loves him, or her family loves him, and she's unsure if she should marry him. Okay, here's another piece of advice. Go to a minister or priest, any good minister or priest, um, would feel her hesitation during premarital counseling and help her decide. And I guess if that would be good if she said yes to his proposal. She hasn't said yes yet, so we'll see what happens there. But that's great advice if she did say yes. Um, Another text... Sounds like misplaced priorities in marriage. Is she taking fur coats over love? Absolutely. If if we go forward and make a decision after being with some someone for five years, but we're unsure we want to marry them, 
But we go ahead and do it anyway because our life is going to be comfortable. I agree with you. That would be choosing fur coats. That would be choosing complacency. That would be choosing comfortableness over love in marriage. Honey, I would say don't go there. Take time off. Get some help. Make a decision. Uh, Now, here's something else. On a slightly different note, David, than what you're talking about on the air right now, here's the relationship issue. My girlfriend for the first three years of our relationship was amazingly nurturing, affectionate, and loved sex. The past four months, she has been lacking all physical drive with me like a different person. Uh, What can I do? I see it slipping away. Well, number one, you know, like right now, this has been happening for four months. So three months ago, it would have been a good idea to address it. But don't wait any longer than now. I would jump in to a therapist, a coach, a minister, sit down, talk with you and your girlfriend, go over it together with an unbiased opinion and find out what they say. If she says no to going to the therapy, go alone. It is amazing. And I've been in this profession for 22, 23 years now. It's amazing how many times we can help couples rekindle the flame, even if only one of them are going. It's true. Could she be, like one of the things that pops into my head when I read this, could your girlfriend be underneath a lot of stress with work or family where the last four months, has there been anything unusual? Did she change jobs? Has she had any kind of health issues, any health issues with family members that would make her attention be fully diverted away from you to other issues? That could very well be it. Is she just not into you anymore, but she's afraid to tell you? That's very common. You know, it's, it's sad, but I think many of us have been there, where we're not into our partner anymore anymore. And instead of being upfront and honest, we just slowly fade away. We start cutting things off. You know, we, we were not as affectionate at first and we cut back on having sex and we cut back on doing the compassionate, caring acts of love that we used to do when we first started dating, right? And it could be that they're just not into us anymore, but they're not, they don't have the strength. They don't have the courage. They don't have the wits about them to come out and talk openly. So they start pulling away, knowing at some point the relationship's going to blow up and we're going to get pissed off and they're going to walk and maybe not have to take responsibility for their honesty. So I would, like, talk to her about that. I would sit down and say, hey, listen, we have to have a conversation. This is, this is what I've seen in the last four months. We're making love once a week or once every two weeks or once every three weeks, and we used to make love every night and... Like, can you tell me what's going on? And if our partner says things like, oh, it's nothing, and you know there isn't any kind of big thing happening with family or with or with their work or with their health, then there is something there. Worst comes to worst situation, if I'm you, I would then ask for a separation. If, if, if your partner would not go to therapy or counseling, and if they continue to say there's nothing wrong, even though their actions are speaking louder than their words, I'd say I think we need to take some time off. That's just me speaking. Because that might be exactly what's necessary for both of you to take a big breath and to see the truth. And maybe then they'll come out and be honest with you. So good luck. 1-800-548-8255. You know, as we go through the show and we talk about everyone reaching certain goals in life, we all want something more than we have right now, right? Maybe we want to make a lot more money. Maybe we want to radically change body. Maybe we want to finally get sober or find deep love or save our relationship. And do you know that most of the time... When you and I accomplish great goals, we never do it alone. If you're ready right now 
email me at talkdavid.com. I'll help you get to the next level. We've done it for 22-plus years. I can help you immediately. If you're ready and rocking on your goal, whatever it is, email me today at talkdavid.com. Let's start our path together. And as I love to say so many times, at any given time in life, you can turn it around. People can get sober in one day once they make that decision. They can start creating wealth in one day once they make that decision. They can find deep love in one day once they make that decision. I'm not kidding you. We see it happen all the time, and it can happen to you. Yeah, you've got to believe it to be true first, but secondly, you've got to live life differently than you are right now, and that's what our show is all about. I'm so glad you're with us. I'm David Essel. So much more to come. Stay there.